Welcome everyone to another episode of Elbows Tight Podcast. It's your host, Travis and John. John, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. A good workout this morning, about an hour Ooh. of shoveling snow. Oh yeah, I saw him out there and I was like, man, I can't wait to have Charles go out there, my teenager, and do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, nothing makes me feel as old as when I'm shoveling snow. Why is that? Because about like 10, 15 minutes into it, the lower back just starts giving. I mean, you know, it's got to be like horrible posture shoveling snow. Yeah, you're like bent over. Yeah, there's no good way to do it. Yeah, you it's know not like I mean? a deadlift where you can have proper positioning and then... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it helps if I find a good podcast to listen to. While ah, I'm what were you listening to this morning when you are doing it? Man, you're going to try to make me butcher that name? No, we'll I, talk I don't about even want to try to butcher that name. <laughs> was it a good episode? It was good. I listened to a couple. It was pretty good. That's good. Yeah, we uh, today we want to talk about something that... John and I feel like has been kind of changing or been a little bit more prominent in the jiu-jitsu community, and we wanted to give 10 examples that we see uh, how the correlation between the two go. John, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, philosophy and jiu-jitsu. Just like, I don't even know if it's, I don't think it's anything new. I just think it's more of an awareness mm. or maybe some of the athletes that everyone follows, you know, they're, they're getting up there in their years, late 30s, early 40s, and we were kind of joking about it earlier is everyone's heard the term midlife crisis, right? Like I don't, I don't think people are having a midlife crisis. I just think their experiences leading up to about that time frame, um, They start looking at life a little differently and maybe they start making choices in their life that other people are like, wow, is that person going through a midlife crisis? You know, I don't think so. I just think they realize, uh, you know, maybe you start getting repassionate about hobbies that you let go when, you know, when you're in your, 20s and 30s and maybe you're raising a family and you just you didn't have time to pursue those and then once you get into your mid 40s or so normally your kids are grown and they're moving out and then you have the time to uh pursue those hobbies that you had to give up yeah it's definitely something that uh we've mentioned before in the podcast and i've mentioned too like i definitely have looked at a jujitsu in a more intellectual slash philosophical way and how we do things and the mentality that we approach jujitsu and it, it's been interesting for me, uh, you know, as I get older also, like John mentioned, I'm only 33, but, you know, I have three kids. I've uh, got a good career. I did time in the military, so I feel like I'm I'm a little bit beyond my years based on my life experience. But uh, since looking at jujitsu more in, like, these philosophical ways, it definitely, it definitely has changed my appreciation for the sport and the the gentle art of folding people in their clothes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I just kind of want to share it with you guys how we see these 10 things in our journey and just looking from the outside in on other people and how things have uh, become more pronounced and prominent to us as we look at it through this, you know, more of a mature, that's, I, I guess I would say we're like, we're just more of a mature look on the, the scope of jujitsu. Yeah, for sure. So John, let's go ahead and jump into number one. What's number one, uh, the example of Brazilian jujitsu philosophy. So developing a nonviolent approach to conflict resolution, you know, Brazilian jujitsu teaches practitioners to be aware of their environment, the situations around them, allowing them to deescalate tensions before they become physical, physical, um, and you know, that's spot on, right? Yeah. Like, I think after you do jujitsu for a while, once your ego's crushed, um, you know, but you start getting that confidence in yourself on handling yourself in uncomfortable situations, Yeah. you know, I just think you're more at peace, which means when you're out in town or you're out in public and you know, you got some jerk or, you know, you're at a Seahawks game and all the fans are assholes. <laughs> uh, it's just easier to accept. And, um, you know, you just know what not not what environment you want to be in, what environment you don't want to be in, and, yeah. and who you want to be surrounded by. Completely agree. We 
we mentioned this before we started recording about how Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or just training martial arts in general, I think John hit a uh, nail on the head with the humbling part. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu constantly humbles you. So I think when you go out in town and you're in these, you know, high stress environments or you're in these situations where, you know, someone might be trying to start a fight or get a little aggressive because we're constantly humbled and we know our limitations and we know what our limitations and where we excel. It's a lot easier to be calm when someone else is, you know, about to see red, yeah, you know, yeah. you're like, go ahead and like, see it. You're yeah. like, all right, man, whatever. Look, I don't really want to yeah. fight you. I, I just, let's just go our separate ways. This is a lose lose for both of us, no matter what. So, you know, it's just, you become a lot more level headed and aware of, Violence is not the answer because we practice, it sounds kind of cheesy, but we, because we practice violence on each other for fun and, you know, people compete and whatnot. So when we look at conflict, we're like, look, dude, it's not worth it. Like, I don't, I don't want to fight you. You, you win. I'm, I'm good. Like the Gracie's talk about it. Jocko talk about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like you win. It's whatever, whatever you want out of this situation, you win. I don't, I'm, I'm good, you know, but it's nice knowing that if someone does put their hands on you or gets to the point where you f- do feel you need to, you know, resolve it physically that hopefully because of your jujitsu or whatever other martial arts you do, you have a little bit more confidence in it. Yeah. And if, and if, and if you ask me like, how do I tie that into philosophy? Well, normally, um, a student of philosophy, you're, you're training, you're not an animal, you're not a base animal. It trains you to, to think about smart decisions, how to mm-hmm. master your emotions, your control, how to accept the way other people are acting, you know, and I, I feel like that's how that ties into jujitsu. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're getting smashed by that, you know, 250 pound monster, you know, accept that situation, <laughs> you know, you got to be calm, rationale. You're not some wild animal that's just going to start thrashing around yeah. and hurting people. Yep. You know, I, I feel like that's how those two tie together for me. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, for, for number two, it is learning to understand and accept loss. Man, if this is not true, look, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu requires practitioners to accept defeat, helping them uh, develop an understanding of importance of resilience and in, in the face of adversity uh, is what our little our little thing says. And it, it's completely true. Like your whole first like six months are a majority of what you think are going to be losses, right? There are victories in there and uh, understanding a technique, applying a technique, you know, lasting uh, without being submitted. You know, those are all victories, but you definitely for the typical person that isn't like a former D1 wrestler or natural athlete, it's typically a lot of loss, a lot of not understanding what's going on. Mm -hmm. And man, you build a resilience to failure. Like you learn to just accept it. Now, that's not to say you're everyone's perfect. I still go through when I lose, uh, whether it's I get submitted by someone or I just don't. I can't get a technique and I feel like I, I really am trying my hardest. We're not perfect. I still have those moments. John still has those moments. Everyone still has those moments where loss sucks. And you're like, gosh, dang it, man. Like this sucks. Like, but I think because you're so used to losing, you're already approaching it at a different perspective than when you first started. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I, Excuse me. I think that loss will change for you, you know, the longer you do it. Like for me, yeah. you know, the, I don't know. I think I probably had that mentality for like two years. You know, like I didn't want to get submitted. That was a loss. But then you come to the realization, 
when you're playing that way or you're learning that way, you're not really putting yourself out there and, and trying, you know, trying techniques that you wouldn't normally because yeah. you're, you're being so defensive. Yeah. And that's really where the loss happens. It, you know, you're losing out on those opportunities with that fear of I'm going to get submitted and I'm going to lose. Yeah. And you, you your your views of what losing yeah. also change. You know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of like you used to think like getting submitted is a loss. Right. I don't really see that as a loss anymore unless it's, you know, me really trying hard and, and I, I get submitted. But it, one thing that it goes into also is where are you losing? Are you losing in competition or are you losing in in class? Because there's not really losing in class. Right. You know what I mean? I think that's a, a very thing, a very, a very big thing that people kind of get focus on too much at the beginning of their journey. Like they, they go to class and they don't submit anyone. They get submitted the whole time or they get crushed or whatever, whatever their scenario is. And they view that as a loss, but it's not because you're in the training room. You're, you're learning jujitsu. You're trying to better yourself. Those aren't losses. Okay. Those are the training room. Doesn't really, it matters and you want to be successful in training, but you shouldn't take it as win or lose. Like, you it's more of like a success or learning you know did you do something successful did you apply a technique and get it that's awesome did you not do it well okay why didn't it work you know just learn to accept loss in the sense of you know you're not going to be perfect you're not going to uh have these these victories that you think you're gonna but it, you're gonna build so much resilience from it and I, it goes into life too right yeah, I think, you know, tying that into philosophy, like you said, tying that into life, you know, people have loved ones that die, friends yeah. that die, um, oh, you have point. loss all through your, your personal life. And, you know, normally when that happens, you sit back and you reflect on that individual, you know, what they meant to you, yeah. um, the, the important parts they had in your life. And, you know, you can kind of go the same way with jujitsu, right? You reflect, you look at what's going on, what's happening, like... You know, if I'm going to reflect over the last five years of my journey with jiu-jitsu, you know, what were the great points? What were the low points? But at the end, you'll find out, like, how it was valuable to you and what you found important during that journey. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. And that should, that should be, like, a little memoir, like an opening. Mm. For me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, what, what's, our, what's our third one of the first five? Let's see. We got fostering a sense of discipline and respect. Uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu encourages practitioners to practice respect towards their opponents and their instructors, helping them to develop the discipline to listen and follow instructions. And that and that's very true, right? Yeah. Um, something about when everyone has to embrace the suck together. <sighs> when you're in, you know, when everyone's getting smashed, you know, you really you'll learn to respect your partner and the people that you're training with because they're going through the exact same thing you are. Yeah. Completely um, agree. And, you know, most people understand, you know, they don't want to get hurt. They don't want to get injured. You know, you're going to respect your teammate that way. And for those that are um, that haven't grasped that concept yet, they'll probably find their mats a little lonely when they can't have anyone to partner with. Yep. Today's episode of Elbows Tight Podcast is brought to you by the Amino Coat. John, go ahead and tell the listeners at home a little bit about Amino Coat. So I'm using Heal. Uh, it's to help with recovery. It's 100% science-backed. What I like about it is it triggers lean muscle growth and repair four times more efficiently than any other protein source. It reduces muscle atrophy and improves physical function after surgery. It helps maintain a healthy inflammatory response by acting mTOR. Um, I highly recommend everyone go to AminoCo, look it up online, check out the science back details, it's all there. So far, I really like it. It tastes great, it mixes easy, and uh, I'm looking forward to using it for a couple months. 
If you guys want to check out Heal and check out the science, go to aminoco.com slash elbows tight. Once again, that is aminoco.com slash elbows tight and use code elbows tight at checkout for 30% off. Every new purchase does get a free gift as well. Thank you, AminoCo, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, the the biggest piece of respect and discipline that jujitsu teaches you is, um, well, that should be understood is tapping. Like there is so much respect that goes into us, someone submitting to you, that it cannot be broken, man. I feel like if you, and, and maybe I've done it, maybe John's done it, maybe held on to a submission too long, or we were just so hyper focused on the moment of the submission or a position, we might overlook a tap or might be late to release on a tap or something like that. That's a little bit different. Now, if you're just being a jerk and you just Prime example, John, like we mentioned, if he's if his shoulder starts going in the wrong position, he's gonna submit before it even gets there. Yeah. Right. And John's looking at that other person <laughs> for the respect of, hey, I have submitted to you. I, it doesn't matter if you're if you feel that it was a inferior position or whatever. I'm showing you the discipline and respect of saying like, hey, please show me the the same in letting go of what we're doing right now. You know, and and it's there's so much value in that. And one thing we talk about too, why jujitsu is great for kids is it teaches you discipline and respect because it's someone outside of your household. There's mm-hmm. someone outside of your the the parents or a family member that are teaching your kid to listen, uh, be accountable, uh, discipline. You know, they, you can't be lollygagging, joking around, not trying in class because. You know, now you're wasting people's time. And I think jujitsu does that and teaches that beautifully, you know. Yeah, and you know. How do you tie that to philosophy, Travis? Can you get can you give me something there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, let's hear it. Discipline and philo- or d- discipline and philosophy. Discipline and respect through martial arts completely tie into how you view yourself also. Because if you develop your discipline and respect through a martial art, you're gonna look at yourself differently. So if you have the discipline to go to class two, three times a week, you know there's benefit in that for you. So you're going to be disciplined in knowing, hey, if I do this, my skill's going to improve. I'm going to respect myself a lot more because I'm giving myself a goal and I'm treating that goal as something that I want to do. And that ties into life because you're going to start looking at every other aspect of your life and and how can you achieve something through, you know, what you're learning on the mat philosophically not not necessarily like physical right so if say if you want to start dieting because you want to get better at jujitsu jujitsu is helping you with that discipline in in being uh, a better person in in a diet or being a better person uh through helping your family members or things like that like it just completely ties over as me as a father the discipline that i learned and the respect that i've learned through jujitsu helps me better be a better father because i'm more level-headed i i you know i look at uh my family a little bit differently um i don't know it's just that's kind of how it ties into into life for me yeah and when i think about it like discipline and respect right some of my um friends we totally have difference of opinions on politics right um, you know, but what I enjoy is I can have a conversation with them, uh, you know, a very philosophical conversation on politics and I can be respectful yeah. of their opinion. Um, you know, 
I think a lot of that's missing. I think a lot of people, especially in this country, they can't have a conversation. Yeah, people get so hot-headed uh, about yeah, hot like topics. without removing emotion. Yeah, uh, and just having a respectful conversation where you highlight your points and you can discuss it. Yep. You know, I th- I think that that could tie in very well there. That prime example, John and I just went through this what last week. John came over and I I like watching people play video games. It's like sports for mm-hmm. me, right? I like watching esports, you know, whatever. If that's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. I don't really like watching other people play sports. You know, I watch football and whatnot. But John came over and I was watching someone on YouTube, and John's like, "Huh, that's where we're at nowadays." Is people. People watching other people play video games are like, yeah, but it's like no different than people watching other yeah. people play sports. He's like, I don't remember what exactly he said. He's and I was like, well, I think it's the same thing. He's like, well, that's okay because we can agree to disagree, and that was the end of the conversation. There was no like heated or it's like, no. okay, yeah, we can completely agree to disagree. Like, well, we're it's jujitsu's taught us that hey, it, it's not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, and uh, you got anything else on that one? No, I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. Uh, number four. Appreciating the importance of physical and mental health, kind of like what we just tied into on, uh, I tied into the discipline and respect. Uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners learn to take care of their bodies and minds. Understanding the physical and mental health are essential for success, uh, successful practice of the martial art. 100% agree. If you are not in a good headspace, you are going to feel it when you step on the mats. If you are having a hard day and you can't get out of your own head, you are going to get in your own way on the mats. You know what I mean? Like you you have to be able to separate uh, on and off the mats. You have to be able to clear your head, your, you know, stay in physical condition because it, you can't come to class and do jujitsu if you're injured and you're going to be, you can't, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't even do this move because, uh, I was out partying all night and I fell down some stairs or I'm completely hung over and I'm mm-hmm. trying to do this on the mat, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, not being able to mentally be in the moment in class, you know, we've all been there when the instructor's teaching and yep. you're drifting off in a la la land and all of a sudden it's drilling time and you have no idea what they just went over. Yep. <laughs> you know, completely agree. Yeah, it's interesting on the mental health part. Uh, I think you know, a lot of people, like um, for myself, I'll listen to some like Stoicism podcast in the morning or I'll listen to something on my way to the gym. And that's really just to get me in the right mind frame to be ready to receive whatever the instructor's putting out. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point is having good mental health allows others to help you more. Because if you have a clear mind and you're not having all the outside chatter and outside noise of your life distracting you from what is going on in front of you, it's a whole lot easier to accept people wanting to help you, accepting criticism. Man, I'll I'll tell you what, how hard is it to accept criticism when you're already having a bad day? Oh, it's horrible. You know what I mean? Like, Could you imagine if you were on the mats and you're absolutely sucking for the day? And your coach comes over and says, hey, you're absolutely sucking today. <laughs> Thank you for the confirmation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in more or less terms, you know what I mean? But like they come over and they're like, hey, you're just there. You feel like you start feeling like they're nitpicking you or, you know, you're just not doing anything right. If you don't have strong mental health during that time, man, you could just get up and walk away. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. John and I both have had situations where we stopped training in the middle of class because someone's mental health <laughs> like snapped on us. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But so so it's hard. 
Yeah, and you know, it's if you're going to be the one giving the advice or giving the um, correction, like I guess maybe figuring out the perfect time to also give it would be a good awareness. You know, yeah. I, I watch my daughter in her basketball games and everything, and I can see what she's doing wrong. You know, during the game, and as soon as it's over, I, I gotta like bite my tongue because I want to start correcting like immediately, right? right? And it's just realizing that they're doing it from a good place, right? They can obviously see where you need the help. Yeah. So as a coach, if you're listening to this and you're a coach out there, how do you approach? the importance of physical and mental health when you're coaching someone. I I think hit us up on Instagram or in the YouTube comments on how this works for you because it's, and how do you preach it to your students? You know, because I feel like in class, we focus so much on the physical aspect of jujitsu. And now there's, you know, we, we, Obviously, we're doing a whole episode about philosophy, but I do feel like there's a little bit more philosophy going into coaching jujitsu, but it's definitely much further behind than uh, I would like it to see. You know, we we do this stuff in class now where, you know, it's like give a little bit of instruction. This is your goal. Get at it. You know, uh, Josh McKenzie calls it, you know, designated winner or designated winner. Um, and then there's other names out there for it. And I think that's a, a great thing for the mental health of people in jujitsu because it lets their mind figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I think that's an early struggle, right? Especially if you're a new practitioner, you're, you know, you're going with whatever your, your coach or instructor tells you like, and sometimes that's a little tough, right? Some yeah. people learn by, they need to experiment and they need to figure it out and they need to just just listen to their body and go through the motions. So sometimes it's hard to be regimented and just, just listen to someone. Right. Especially if you're sitting in the this moment and you're like, man, they're showing me how to do this. But what if I were to do this? Yeah. You know, and it kind of gives you that pathway of of being able to explore and build that mental fortitude of like, okay, well, that's why it doesn't work. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've done that in class, you know, you're like, all right, I want to try this and it does not work out and you get crushed and you're like, all right, never trying that one again. Lesson learned. That Avenue was not correct. Right. So how does, how does it play into real life, John? (sighs) Well, I think that was a big groan. Well, that's, that's that's a tough one to think about, man. Like, uh, you 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 don't think that it, there's correlations to you having physical and mental health, like no one un, uh, accepting the importance, like translating into yeah. I think so. I think when you're in poor physical condition, um, like I'll go post surgery, right? Yeah, I had really poor mental health at the same time because the things I wanted to do I couldn't do. Ooh, um, yeah. You know, it's like some of those days when you really you know, like you're like, man, I feel like going for a run. Like you really want to go for a run. And you look outside and it's like thunderstorms raining snowing blizzard and then you're stuck inside and you just have all that energy you can't let out like that's how i felt and uh it just me being physically shit was affecting my mental oh man that's such a good and then when it goes for so long it's hard to get out of that cycle yeah you know so yeah i can definitely see how they relate and i think too like to me, yoga seems very much like a philosophy. I know it sounds weird to say it that way, <laughs> but you're in like a real mental space when yeah. you're doing yoga. Like you're really expanding and, you know, you're thinking about everything. Uh, that's why I feel like a lot of um, BJJ practitioners also do the yoga. Yeah. And it definitely, there's that mind body connection that mm-hmm. comes through through jujitsu or physical training. And I think also jujitsu puts it in perspective how out of shape you actually are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you start thinking about life choices uh, 
and how to improve your physical and mental health. Like you're going to like jujitsu makes you think about doing things outside of jujitsu to help improve both of these. Yeah. Right. I think that's a big takeaway too, is because you start to realize like, man, I'm going to go to class and during the warmups, my physical condition is so poor. My mental fortitude is so poor. I'm going to need to do something in order to improve this for class. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because how many times does your mind quit before your body? Oh, man, that's a good one. You know what I mean? Like your mind will stop you well before your body does when you have poor mental Yeah, that's that's like when you beat yourself down, right? When it's it's all in your head and it's not a reality. Right, you're like getting smashed inside control and finally you just let them pass or you just let them do whatever they're going to do. You know what I mean? Like instead of trying to build that mental strength to like like i can get through this i know i can do this or build the the physical strength outside of class to Mm -hmm. be able to execute some of these techniques so those are just two of the two a few of the ways that you know uh accepting the importance of physical and mental health how they tie in between brazilian jiu-jitsu and and life for us you know what i mean so john what's the what's the fifth and final one for today achieving a sense of balance between mind and body Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu encourages practitioners to maintain a balance between the physical and mental aspects of the martial art, helping them to develop a holistic approach to life. Preach. Well, that's a big one, holistic approach to life. Yeah. Yeah, the last couple of people we've had on, uh, Dr. David and uh, Dr. Toby, these guys have really like reinforced this part of Jiu-Jitsu and philosophy Um because they both make you think holistically about how you approach, whether it's competition, whether it's martial arts, or whatever it is in your life. And I think uh, they bring up some great points. You know what I mean? Like Dr. Toby talks about like journaling, setting goals, you know, doing all these things to help set yourself up for success before you even step foot on the mat or step foot in the cage or step foot to competition. And, you know, it takes you looking at your whole life in order to implement these things to achieve what you want in jujitsu. Which helps your entire life, right? Right. Normally, you want to be healthier, right? You want, yep. Like, you quickly learn, right? I am not going out for a bender. Uh, I won't be able to train. You quickly realize I'm not going to Taco Bell before oh, class. Man, I love Taco Bell, though. Because uh, you're not going to be able to train, right? You start making all these positive changes. Yep. Which, it's it encourages everything. You're going to have a happier life. Um you're going to have a happier um, spouse. You yeah. know, you're going to have more energy. You just, it starts affecting everything, diet, everything. Yeah, it, it really does because now I do, you know, intermittent fasting and it helps out a lot with my jujitsu. It helps me with energy and whatnot. And I, it's mainly because I wanted to do it for jujitsu. And prime example, uh, not eating before class, right? So that's another reason why I started doing it because then I would, you know, eat all my calories before jujitsu, go to jujitsu, and not have like a huge stomach on. Yeah. You know, you're like thinking like, holy crap, I just one knee on belly and it's over. Yeah, knee yeah. on belly equals poop out butts. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, but you know, and I started to think about what I what I was eating before class too, which. Um, you want to have, you know, I want to have like more of a healthier snack, so maybe some fruit, something light on my stomach, uh, because I know if I don't during jujitsu class, it's going to be a whole. I'm gonna get the burps and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So just looking at my life holistically on, you know, uh, the physical side when I'm eating, 
trying to be active, trying not to have jujitsu just as my only physical activity for the day because I know what my body and my mind feels like when that's all I do. And even though uh, it does help out a lot, it's not the only thing that you should be doing. And then that also helps improve my my mental aspects of life as well. Yeah, and like uh, as far as philosophy, I mean, that's what it is, right? It's reflection. It's uh, yeah. looking at choices, life choices, the decisions you make and what they affect. So, I mean, that's it, right? If you eat like shit, you're probably going to train like shit, and your jiu-jitsu is going to be shit. So yeah. you start making all these healthier choices to get all of that not to look like shit. That's a great, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else for that one. That's like the best part is uh, that's a holistic look. If you do all these things shitty, then uh, everything's going to be shitty. Yeah. So for those that are like, man, maybe you're like, look, I'm not into that philosophy shit. This is what I would tell you. Um, if you're not training your mind to make better decisions and training your mind on reflection, I don't know how you're ever going to get better at that. So for myself, for my training, when I got a 20 minute walk into work in the morning, I listen to, um, a philosophy podcast, right? And that, and that's my training for my mental training for the day on how I can better reflect on how I can better control my emotions so I can make better decisions. What made you want to start doing that? Um, I think just life, right? Like, uh, you know, I read a lot. I hardly ever watch TV. I read a right. lot of books. Um, and just, I, I like to pursue, I like to, you know, it's almost like people watching, you know, when you just can sit back and you can watch people make decisions and how they're going about their life. I wanted to be able to reflect on mine so I can see like, okay, it feels like every 10 years is a lifetime change for me. Yeah. I'm never the same person. So I just wanted to reflect on what brought about those changes? How can I dive into it? How could I look? And how can I make sure I make better choices moving forward? Yeah. Not that the ones I've made were bad, but I'd rather make better ones. So I just went down the rabbit hole. And uh, I feel like people that journal in the morning, that's where they get that same training. Mm, yeah. For me, it's just I like to listen to a podcast. That's a great point, man. Yeah, absolutely. This was uh, the first part of the two-part episode for the 10 examples of how Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and philosophy tie together and how you we implement them in our lives. Just to recap it, number one was developing a non-violent approach to conflict resolution. Uh, number two? Learning to understand and accept loss. Number three was fostering a sense of discipline and respect. And number four, appreciating the importance of physical and mental health. And then finally, number five, like we just went over, achieving a sense of balance between mind and body. So let us know what you guys think at home about these the first five, how you actually implement them in your life, if you do, and how you improve your mental and physical health through Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So thank you guys so much for listening and watching at home. And uh, remember, no other trucks here. Close. All right, guys. Peace.